Welcome or welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Talk About That with Tianji. I am your host, Tianji. One of my teachers is very, very much white, yes, uh, very much American. And whenever I say my name in English, like with an English accent, an American accent, I feel like I'm saying it through his mouth. It almost sounds as if he's just saying it. Like, it's so strange. But whenever I say TNG, it, it, I feel like he's calling me. And we're in break. He's not even here. Anyways, let's get on with the episode. I have tried to record this episode so many times, you know. Because there's just so many things that go through my mind when I'm recording an episode, when I'm using my phone. And I, for a while there, whenever I listen, okay, whenever I find a new podcast that I really, really like, I tend to like listen to every single one of their episodes from the first one to the most recent one they have published. And what that creates is just me weeks and weeks on end listening to the same voices. And don't get me wrong, every single podcast is amazing and unique in their own way. But if you only stick to one genre of books or one genre of music or one podcast, one TV show, your brain kind of closes off and accommodates your life, your mindset to that specific area of your life, you know? Like if you only eat one sort of food for the rest of your life, You grow expectations, you grow ways of being, mannerisms that are specific to that thing that you're doing over and over again. And it's not evil by any means, which is something that I want to talk about later, but it can, it it has its downfalls and its downfalls can be very big. And I saw myself doing that when I started to listen to other podcasts, right? And I was like, wow, the way this girl talks is so inspiring, you know? And it pushed me to create a chain of events, a sequence of events, whatever, in my brain, got those bolts or whatever turning, which was like, you know what? I am constantly, constantly thinking of everything. And podcasting, is not just me telling you about my day or what gossip is fresh in that week or what celebrity drama is on the rise. But it started out as me having an outlet, a place where I can leave my thoughts and feelings, emotions, comments, concerns, questions for somebody else out there, whoever it is, to listen and get their mind turning too. You know, it's it it's 90% therapeutical. It helps me just unload and put the fresh batch of thoughts on the table so that at least I know that someone out there heard me. You know, like if I were to, I don't know, die tomorrow or if I were to win a Nobel Peace Prize tomorrow or if I were to invent something new tomorrow if I were to become a billionaire tomorrow I want my thoughts of today to not be forgotten 
I want my thoughts of today to be remembered by at least one person out there. And the only way I can guarantee there's a record of what I'm doing is by writing it down or speaking it out loud. You know, when we're little, especially in Latin culture, I think we're thought, we're taught, I'm sorry, we're taught to be like, if it's something negative, don't say it, don't speak it, don't write it down. If it's somebody about something negative about somebody else, keep it to yourself. Only tell your family. But this behavior can push one person to be like, okay, I need to keep things, anything that is not productive inside of myself. But then when are you unloading? When are you throwing these bad thoughts in the trash? You know? And that is what this podcast was made for. Like at the end of the day, it isn't really, it wasn't made for my college decisions or things that are even like momentarily or just passing through my brain. It it truly, it's just to have a place in which I feel comforted and hugged kind of. So that I can speak my mind, you know. The other day I listened to this person say, and he was like, yeah, friendships are two-way streets. And that's why people get therapists, because therapists are just a one-way street. You unload on another person who is professionally trained to not receive whatever bad energy you might be giving off, you know. You might be radiating, and they just listen. And no matter what you say, they have to have that ear out there. And I think that this podcast, for a second I was getting clouded there. I was like, oh, I have nothing to tell the podcast. Yet I'd still be running through thoughts in my brain, writing entire books in my brain about what was going on and the philosophy of the world. But I just didn't think that that was worthy of somebody else's time to hear. But... I just, I, I want to rail it back in, you know? I want to bring it back in. And this week was, well, every single week lately, as of lately, has been uneventful, you know? I feel like things, not many things are happening. And it's been the, like this for more than a year now. You know, it's, it, there's just truly nothing to do. I guess it's like we don't have agendas. And I think one thing that I've been thinking about in quarantine, one of the trillions of things, is it's so interesting to see how one day the world was like, oh, everything you've learned up to today is over. Everything you have done and trained for and established your mind to be is gone. Like, it's game over for that, you know? You have to start living this lifestyle now. And a part of me is like, I can do that. We've been like this for more than a year. Why can't I just adapt and make everything not good again? Because things are pretty good. But just, why can't I just wake up one day and be like, oh, this is normal? Why can't I can't I just like why can't I just not miss the routine I used to have? Why can't I not 
think about all the events I used to go to, all the memories I have. Why am I ruminating on these thoughts? Why am I ruminating on the possibility of going out or the possibility of meeting up with someone today? Why can't I just completely swallow and process in that today will be uneventful? And if something does happen, it's the it's extraordinary. Like before, it used to be like, oh, you go to school every day. I go to practice every day. I see my parents every day. And if I go to a party or... If I go to a social outing, actually not even a social outing, like if I travel almost, then that is the, that's what makes a 10 out of 10 day, you know? And now I think I even have to switch. Now life is telling you to switch, like the way life works requires you to switch your mindset into a point, a perspective in which if anything happens, then your day should become a 10 out of 10 because your normal day is completely uneventful. And you see, part of me is like, I should just take that in. Why can't I just take that in and, and deal with it and, and deal with the reality? But then it's like, for 17 years of my life, it was always go, go, go. You have to do this now. You have to go to this practice now. You have to go to basketball practice now. Or you told your friends you were going to meet up and you can't cancel plans now. It's too late. Or like, oh, my mom is working. I need somebody to give me a ride. Or like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it on time. I'm going to call them. I got to tell them that I'm going to be late. Like, oh, I'm, what, what am I going to order from the menu? And 17 years doesn't compare to 12, 13 months in which... Maybe half of them were more so a, a state of shock, you know? Like, I can't lie and tell you that at the beginning of quarantine, I was confused. I was constantly confused. And not just one of those, like, oh, you don't know how to do a math problem kind of confused, but just like a, a perplexed kind of a a shocked state of mind and when you, which you're like, I, I was so lost in thought. And it was it was not a healthy healthy thought, and and not even like a like a sad or bad emotions kind of kind of bad thought unhealthy thoughts. But it was an an unhealthy thoughts in the sense that they were kind of just like floating around. Like I can't I would put it this way: I was standing in a room, and all these thoughts were just floating around in the air, and I couldn't touch anything because I I felt like I didn't know which thought to grab. I I didn't know what to concentrate on, because everything felt so meaningless. You know, everything felt so, so like it was going to be gone in any second. So why even, why even spend time on it when, when you have eternity, you know, it felt like you had the rest of your life because everybody was saying, doctors, scientists, they were like, we don't know when this is going to be over. So it's like you have the rest of who knows how much time to be with your thoughts. So why even choose a thought now when you can choose a thought tomorrow? You know, why choose a hobby today when you can do that tomorrow? And not to get too old here, but there's like a Chinese proverb or something that's like, there's always going to be a tomorrow, but why do things tomorrow when you can do them today? And I feel like 
one of those one of the things that I learned in quarantine is that I love having realization moments, you know. Those moments in which brand new, fresh, clean, iceberg lettuce, smooth, sparkling, almost bubbly realizations come to you. And it's also interesting how like before I used to be able to look at my Pinterest quotes, right? You look at Pinterest quotes and they're pretty and whatever. And you see them and it's like, oh, um, if running is hard, then keep on running. This applies to everything. You you see that quote and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, perseverance, whatever, yada, yada, resilience. But until there's a moment that you feel like you, can, you can't do anything, you don't understand how hard it is to really try to get better at things, you know? And it's also interesting to see how, like, I have a Pinterest board, right? And it's full of quotes. Quotes of quotes that I felt like I could relate to at the moment. That I saved them. And looking back, there's many quotes that I don't understand anymore. You know, there are quotes that I see that at the moment that I saved them, I clearly felt like they that I identify with them in that point in my life, but now I no longer do. And I don't know if it's because I archived the ability to relate to the quote or if I undervalued it and I let it go because I thought that it was a permanent feeling of euphoria that you get when you finally see that other people relate to your issues because clearly there's a quote written about what you're feeling. And through, I think, listening to other people and listening to podcasts, even watching movies, watching YouTube videos, you see other people, no matter if they're social class, no matter what their social class is, no matter where they are in the world, you hear them and you see the way they are processing quarantine. And it's almost as if we're all in the same brain at the same time, but we're just picking different parts of it, you know, because I've seen a YouTube video or something and then the girl's like, yeah, I tried to be productive today. And I was like, I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do that. And then I remember, oh, I'm in quarantine. And then it's like, oh, yes, I have to remember myself that I am in quarantine. And... I've also heard like activists, right? Um, social media. I don't want to even want to use the word influencers because that many times it's it's seen as a as an undervalued position. But you see these people, and many of them are still angry. They are still resentful. They're still mad, and they're rightful so because you know everybody's feelings are valid. They feel this kind of like they feel like they're against they're in the opposite side of the ring to the concept of what 2020 and the pandemic panorama panda express parabola pandemonium panda 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 just kidding um is in general because i saw a meme once and it was like Oh, if everybody just went to bed for two weeks, this would be completely over. And it's just like the reality 
that we as humans have such a such big power in our hands like the power of our brains is so big like i imagine i feel like it's almost as if we're walking around with giant heads because our brains should be the sides of elephants by what the but by the ability that they have it's just like seeing how some people can be selfless and that or i mean selfish yes and not acknowledge what others may be going through and another thing i've i've been thinking about that i'd like to mention is that and and i like to share these things with you guys because i feel like i i'm learning them now and one way or another somebody's listening to this and at least one thing is going to click with them you know even if it's the smallest thing even if it's just a panda song song reference but something is going to make them feel like oh yeah this person tng's cool she's aware she's hashtag woke oh my god i'm never saying that again anyways i feel like ever since we're little and maybe my generation's different i don't know maybe it's also my culture but maybe it's just my household well it's definitely not just my household but i feel like we're like taught to conform to societal norms and it's not even just about being respectful because i feel societal norms according to many adults are just like the equivalent of what makes you a good person which is false that is not what societal norms are society creates these illusions of what it is to be a perfect person what is to be some what what what's the definition of somebody that should be looked up to what what's the idea what 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 does being a good person mean and many times they're even created by people in power, which is why they're even worse. So we, we're so quick to judge. We jump so quickly to the state of being like, oh, did you see so-and-so? Did you hear about so-and-so? Did you look at so-and-so? And not only, I'm not going to focus today on the, on the idea that criticizing and judging is like harmful to yourself because it is. But I think we also have to focus on the fact that even if many people, like even if you are going through a tough time and everybody and you see that everybody has problems and everybody, a lot of people are going through tough times. People who have problems, right? And you assume that they're going through tough times. People who should have every right in their body to be going through a tough time. Or they should feel ashamed. They should feel bad about themselves. This idea of how you should, I guess, quote unquote, should feel is that's kind of evil. That is stupid. It's, it's ignorance. Because you shouldn't, nobody here in this world has the power to determine what situations create the perfect cocktail mix to making you feel a certain way? And I think that we have to value and respect, especially respect other people's happiness. If you see something, somebody being, you know, whatever, dumb, 
dishonest, disrespectful, stupid, slow, whatever. And you think, oh, they should feel not good about this. You are kind of ignoring the fact that they are living their own life and they can feel however they want. And I don't even know whatever if I, whatever I said made sense. But I think it came from the idea that I used to be the first person to think that somebody should feel a certain way. And I don't know what in my upbringing made me believe that I knew enough about life. And I don't think every, anybody ever knows enough about life to know what makes a person, what, what specific steps make a person feel a certain way, you know? Because I was judging people and determining who should feel how when I was not feeling well. When I and my brain was being miserable. I was out there voicing to other people who also didn't know better. Telling them, I think that so-and-so should be ashamed of their behavior. I think that so-and-so should be more careful and watch their words. Well, so-and-so is happy. Take a step to think right now. Are you like, are you feeling at your best right now? And if the answer is no, then how can you how can you determine that you're in the right mind to determine how somebody else feels? And if you feel attacked, I am so sorry. I don't like attacking people. But I just want to leave you with that um, thought. That happiness comes in all shapes and sizes and forms and colors and flavors. And other people's happiness needs to be valued because being happy is one of the hardest things out there it truly is it's very complicated system achieving happiness requires many many things and if you have it you might think oh it's easy like if you've never felt sad before you might think oh it's pretty easy and don't take me wrong i'm i'm better than I've ever been before. I'm better than a better that I felt I feel so good in comparison to how I felt for a long time right now. And that's why I think I'm able to see from a bird's eye view, take a step step back, you know, look at the entire world and notice that it's just a little tiny floating circle and decide that however you feel is important. And especially if you feel happy. If you feel happy, go dance in the rain. Go listen to your favorite music. Go eat your favorite ice cream. Go journal. Do yoga. Exercise. Go for a walk. Go for a jog. Make a playlist. Color. Watch a movie. Watch your favorite YouTube video. Take a nap. Meditate. Even if it's just for five minutes a day. If you feel happy, you use that energy. And don't worry about whether you're using it the right way or the wrong way, because there's no right or wrong way to use your energy when you're content. When you're content, it is enough that you are happy. Being happy is, it's, it's even though it is a state of mind, it is one that requires practice and and a very good um, mechanism, whether that is physical people helping you out or just your brain working on itself, 
And I wish everybody a good day, I guess, the end.